As vegan and plant-based business owners and entrepreneurs, we're often adapting to a new reality. This new podcast series from Vegan Mainstream is an opportunity to help you when it's time to pivot. These interviews will come from inside and outside of our community, and I hope as your host, Stephanie Red Cross West, I can inspire you and give you the tools that you need to move forward. Hi, everyone. We are officially live, and I'm really excited about our guest today. I get the opportunity to really interview so many different people with varying kind of backgrounds and perspective and experience. So I'm excited today because we're going to be talking about content creation, copywriting, and really our guest today has built a business around just that. Um, as a vegan herself, what she's been doing in 2020 is really kind of establishing and helping other people tell their stories. And I know as many of you as business owners out there, you always wonder, should I hire a copywriter? Should I, do I need someone to help me with content? So I'm hoping in today's discussion, we can help you answer some of those questions. Um, and Anna can tell you about why and the great, why someone should be hiring a content writer and getting copywriting help as well as why she has been so successful in her business. So with that, let me introduce and say hello to our guests. Thank you, Anna, for joining me today. Diet, it is uh, mostly vegan and I'm very happy. It, I feel so good, so healthy. Oh, that is great to hear. Mm -hmm. I think for a lot of people, it is kind of becoming a vegan and that process is a little bit of a journey. You know, it's kind of making a lot of changes to our lifestyle and types of foods and even our taste buds. Um, yeah, but definitely. It, you know what I mean? A trip kind of inspired you to get started and you stayed there. So I am it's great to hear those stories. So let's give everyone a little background on your professional life. Because what we love to do during these interviews is give everyone kind of insight into different types of businesses that individuals are running, creating, and how they're changing the world. So maybe let's talk about your background, your training, you know, where you started before you started your business, just so everyone knows, kind of knows a little bit more about you. Sure. Um, so I went to college for food science and I worked in the food industry for a while. Uh, I was a quality control manager at a shrimp uh, processing factory. Um, but after uh, um, about a year and a half, I realized that I was just so unfulfilled and unhappy working for an industry that didn't really align with my values, a lot of pollution and, you know, a lot of uh, stuff going on uh, there that I just didn't like and didn't really want it to be part of anymore. Uh, so I decided to quit and to kind of pivot <laughs> um, and just change into a completely new career. I took a little bit of time off to travel and do a little bit of soul searching and I stumbled upon copywriting and I started learning about it, learning about uh, businesses and marketing and all that stuff. And I thought, like, how can I, you know, combine my passion for helping the environment and being a part of the solution in climate change and also, you know, make money to leave. <laughs> 
so that's how it started. It started a little bit as a side, as a side gig. I would, I was doing it just part time on my. I had a full time job, so this was just kind of I work on it on the weekends and slightly. But then when the pandemic hit, I lost my full time job. And in the first two weeks of the pandemic, I fully developed my website and started, uh, even though it wasn't a great time, obviously, for many businesses, uh, I tried to reach out to people with, you know, compassion and understanding that it was tough times, but if they needed help, uh, especially because everything was going virtual. So I felt like what I was doing could truly help. Uh, some people and some businesses, especially the ones that were not focusing so much on their websites uh, before the pandemic. Um, so my my copywriting business really took off uh, mm-hmm. during the pandemic. Um, and, you know, what we thought was going to be just a month or two or a few weeks, <laughs> here we are six, seven months later. Um, but I'm very happy. I made it work and I love being able to work from home and have my own time and also uh, do something that I feel happy and fulfilled and proud of doing. So it's been, it's been really great. Oh, that is great to hear. I think that's one of the challenges with this year is a lot of people were forced to pivot. A lot of people were forced into something and they weren't sure how it was going to work out. Could we, could you share, if you're willing to, kind of how it felt when you had to make that change and when you thought about, oh my goodness, could I do this full time? Were you inspired? Were you enthusiastic? Were you nervous? Were you worried? Kind of how did you work through that process? Well, there was definitely a little bit of everything. Uh, the first week of the pandemic, I remember just being in sweatpants all day and just kind of not really doing anything, thinking that our, you know, things are going to go back to normal soon and I'm just going to take this time off. And then the next week I was like, all right, no, I need to change. I need to do this. I need to start doing more. I can't just be wasting my time in my apartment all day. I live in Brooklyn, so I was truly just locked in my apartment. Uh, so some days, you know, I felt so great, so optimistic, did so much. Some other days I was just in the sofa, like, I can't do this, it's too hard. And then other days, you know, just up and downs. Um, but I think I've managed to have a little bit more ups than downs and, you know, try to try to keep positive and understand that I'm not the only one going through this. Everybody, literally everyone in the entire world is going through kind of the same thing where all this uncertainty and we don't know what's going on and, and we don't know kind of what the future holds, uh, which can be a scary feeling. Uh, but even though there was definitely some ups and downs, I try to make the best of it and stay as positive as I could to make it work. Perfect. And I think that's one of the hardest parts of when you start a business, even if it wasn't in 2020 or during the pandemic, mm-hmm. it is a lot of ups and downs. So I love it when we share these stories so people understand that, you know, we, you know, you have to sometimes push yourself. Sometimes you have to, you know, Absolutely. make that leap. Um, into your business. Now, one thing that I find a lot of people struggle with when they're starting their businesses is getting clients. Like they have a great idea. They have the website, you know, they got all their social media accounts set up, but what they struggle with is how do I get clients? 
Did you have a kind of approach that just worked for you? Did you, do you have any recommendations for anyone else that's out there that's kind of struggling in that area as they're getting started with how to best get clients? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think what uh, worked a little best for me were two things. First, uh, cold emailing. And when I say cold emailing, you know, I didn't just send the same email to 50 hundreds of people and see who buy the bait. I kind of, you know, took the time to went through their website, read what they were doing, see also if what they were doing truly aligned with what I was doing. Um, I didn't just want to get clients to get clients. I wanted to work with people who was doing something positive and I wanted to help them. So I tried to, in my emails, kind of show that and the... I will spend quite some time, you know, personalizing these emails and try to really look at what these people could improve in their businesses and how could I help them improve and try to offer some advice, try to, you know, offer, I'll send them blogs and things that I think would be useful for them and stuff like that. And even though, of course, there was way more no's than yeses, the few yeses feel amazing. So uh, it's definitely worth the time uh, to really give one step footer to to what you're doing. Try to really connect with the people that you're reaching out to, see what they're doing, see where they're struggling. And I kind of apply the same thing in LinkedIn. Um, I don't just connect with people and then pitch them immediately. I try to connect and ask them how they are, how's their business, what do they do? I try to engage with them, comment on their posts and truly show up for 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 all these people. And you know, once they actually know me and are have seen me around for a little bit, I either reach out via email or through LinkedIn. Um but yeah, that's uh, that's what has worked for me. Try to try to just personalize and truly know the people who I'm reaching out to, and not just send the same email to hundreds of people and expect yeah. someone to get back to me. Yeah, I think that's the key: is how much you can personalize, and also knowing who your customer is, like knowing who you really want to help um, and who you can help the best. Um, so I think that's really key. So when you were kind of on this journey, when you started this process, I'm sure you had to spend a lot of time explaining to people why they needed a copywriter, like why they should make that leap. So maybe share for our audience, like what's maybe one of the myths, myths or like misconceptions that people have around copywriting and content creation that they think they can maybe just do it on their own or you know, or have their niece or cousin get it done for them. <laughs> Always, yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like um, a lot of people don't know what a copywriter is. I didn't even know what a copywriter was when I started. So um, it's definitely uh, takes a little bit of educating people uh, because copywriters don't just write. Um, copywriters also write to sell. Um, it's there was there's the saying that a copywriter is a salesman beha- behind a keyboard. Um, so um, a copywriter job is most uh, mostly trying to 
do persuasive uh, persuasive writing to up the people to prompt the people who are reading to do something, whether it is buy something or subscribe to an email list or go to a LinkedIn page or click to this link or whatever it is. Um, so to kind of go into it a little better, um, before I even start writing, I do market research and customer research because if you're talking to everyone, you're not really talking to anyone. So I try to be very uh, focused on what I write and who am I writing for. So um, I know the target market of my customers and I try to write to these people specifically uh, with a clear call to action, with SEO optimization and with just all the tools that will help you compare to sales. Uh, so even some copywriters also get uh, royalties for, you know, for how many sales can they generate with their writing? Because at the end of the day, everything is right. Everything has words, you know, all websites mm-hmm. are covering words, products, they need descriptions. Uh, everybody, you know, every sales journey includes words. So, if your writing is not really connecting with people, you're most likely not going to get as far as if you're writing to the audience that you're really trying to attract to your website and you tell them uh, kind of exactly what to do. Like you tell them about you, then you ask them to subscribe or you ask them to visit your shop or something like that. So a copywriter don't doesn't just write words and spit words into a document and send it to you. There's a whole process of research and, and a lot of stuff that goes before even writing. The writing is basically the last part. <laughs> yeah. Of the process. Do you feel that people don't know when they need a copywriter? Cause I think for some people they're like, should I get things up and running, get my first version of my website, you know, create draft one in a sense, and then bring in a copywriter so they can help mold it, shape it, make it better? Or do you feel like someone should be bringing in a copywriter from day one, right in the beginning? What's your thoughts? Um, I do think that a copywriter should... um, I do think that it takes a little time to get to the point of a copywriter. I don't don't think it's one of the first things that you're going to do. But if you already have your website up and you have a little bit of a base and you're kind of ready to take the next step, because building a business is tough and there is a lot that goes into building a business. So I understand that maybe at the very beginning, you might not have the budget for it. But um, if you think that you're ready to bring your your website or your content or your blog, uh, whatever it is, to the next level, a copywriter, it's really useful in turning your words or your website into more and more to really get to know the businesses that they work with. So if a person lands on your website and immediately you see a language that you understand and you know immediately you feel like they're talking to you, they're addressing your pain points and your questions, then they feel more inclined to buy from you. If you know, you're not just selling a product, you're also sharing information and sharing tips and bringing more value into your customer's life, then they feel like they trust you more and they're more likely to buy from you. Absolutely. And then you find that people forget that copywriting kind of extends to 
the language across all platforms. You know what I mean? So it's not just the website, it's in email, it's in social media. You know, I think sometimes when I'm talking to people, they're not realizing that all of those channels are communication. All of those channels are ways to persuade people and move them. And therefore you really sometimes need that touch across multiple channels. Yeah, absolutely. I I think that having, um, and this is one of the first things that I do with my clients, is help them understand their voice and tone and help them understand, um, you know, how they want to convey their message they're trying to get out there and, you know, prompt them to use this language in all their social media and all their communication outlets, whether it's website, email, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, whatever it is they use to get their message out there. You know, if, if you follow a page on Instagram because you like what they're doing and you like what they're saying, but then you go to their website and the language is different and the way they talk is different, it kind of, you know, feels like it's all over the place. And yeah. you really want to make sure that your, your message comes across the same in all your platforms. And they're all important because they're all, you know, different sources of, of you know, potential clients and potential people who could be landing on your website or buying your products or visiting your Instagram store or whatever it is that's your goal. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. And I think for a lot of clients, when I talk to them, where they struggle is they kind of feel like, well, I'm vegan and my product's vegan or my service is vegan. So that's enough. Do you know what I mean? Like that's where yeah. they start with the definition of what's the either differentiator or what makes their kind of, what makes the customers kind of, that they think that's the only vital item that they need to know to make the decision. And a lot of times I feel like I have to make the case to help people understand that you really want to expand on that, that we're in a day, especially now that being vegan isn't always enough. You know, maybe years ago that was because a lot of times you were the only vegan person, you were the only vegan makeup, you know, that you were the only option, but now the copy of the content has to get diverse and has to help people understand why choose your product, not just that it's vegan. I don't know if you've come across that or even the sustainability kind of space. Have you found that a lot of people kind of get stuck on one concept and think that's enough and don't realize that they have to tell the full story? Yeah, I I do think so. I definitely have encountered uh, websites that do that, you know, like, oh, uh, my product is vegan. I'm like, but, and, and even like sometimes people doesn't really understand what vegan means because even if it's vegan, the product can be still highly processed or contain harmful chemicals or, you know, vegan is just one part of, of kind of like the bigger picture, uh, at least in terms of sustainability, you know, a, a product that's vegan doesn't really make it healthy either. People tend to assume a friend of mine was just telling me, Oh, I was drinking this and it's super healthy because this is vegan and it says this and that. And I'm like, well, I mean, all of those products are vegan because that kind of product doesn't really use animals at all. So that's just kind of, a way for this product to fool you into thinking that it's healthy, but in reality, it contains a lot of sugar, a lot of sodium, and a lot of other stuff. Um, so 
I think it's really important to educate your clients, uh, especially if your product is vegan in um, what else, you know, it's vegan and what is it also healthy? Is it also eco-friendly? Is it also what else are you bringing to the table? Because nowadays, especially um, now with the pandemic that I personally feel like the vegan uh, movement has grown a lot uh, in the last year and especially with the pandemic, it kind of, you know, shoot off the roof. So vegan products are just up and coming now. There's so mm-hmm. many of them. Um, and even I feel like when I go to a supermarket, now there used to be no vegan cheese. And now there's seven, eight, ten different brands that I'm like, oh my God, like which one should I choose? Which one yes. is actually the one that I want? Because I not only want to eat uh, vegan, I also want to eat healthy and I want to make sure that I'm giving my body what it needs, especially um, being vegan, I think you have to be very conscious that you need to eat, um, uh, plant-based protein and, uh, iron and all those things that, um, I, it's important to me to include in my diet. So where do I find this, you know, with all these new products? So mm-hmm. I think now more than ever, it's very important to tell people, you know, vegan and what else, what else are you bringing to the table? How else are you helping your customers? Absolutely. And I even say that for a lot of my clients who are also on the service side, because I think with products, everyone thinks it's, there's a lot of definition for a product. You know, it either has animal products, it doesn't and so forth. But on the service side, for a lot of people, I always have to kind of walk them through the process of defining what vegan means when you're offering a service. So if you're a yoga instructor, what does that mean? Because it doesn't necessarily mean that you're serving food, but the way you approach yoga, maybe the way or why you started your business, how you support people, how you help them, or maybe it's a combination of yoga and food. So it's like a food and fitness type of service. Um, that a lot of times I have to often coach people through helping them understand how to bring that message through a service that's not um, as well-defined as what makes it vegan, What, especially from maybe an ethical standpoint, what makes it aligned with individuals that have a vegan lifestyle. Yeah. And also uh, sometimes, uh, maybe not for, a, uh, for all vegans, but for a lot of vegans, vegan isn't just what you eat. It's also, you know, what you wear and what you buy and what do you get as a consumer and your makeup as, you know, as women, your makeup also, some of them contain animals. So it's, it's more than just food. It's, it's a whole lifestyle. Um, so yeah, I think, uh, information, uh, on your product and how are you, taking this, you know, vegan thing to the next level, not just by offering something vegan, but also uh, teaching people how you approach your vegan products and your ethics and your morals as a company and all of that. I think it's very, very important. Absolutely. So as we wrap up today's interview, I know the time probably felt like it flew by. (laughs) Um, Maybe do you have any advice for anyone else who is kind of was in maybe your shoes? They started their business this year. They started their business during the pandemic, during uncertainty and so forth, that you would kind of say to them if they're struggling right now or if they're starting to see success or a level of success, 
Um, any recommendations you have for anyone that's maybe even on two extremes of the, of the fence, you know, that's struggling versus doing well, what should they be thinking about next? What would you recommend that they do next? Um, I think that first of all, uh, of course, uh, very cliche, but consistency is key, especially if you're starting a business that right now, for example, that requires you, we're kind of, uh, a lot of people were off or no much routine, you know, I know it's mm-hmm. been like six, seven months since the pandemic hit, but we're still kind of home. We're still getting used to this, uh, uncertainty. So, Getting up and showing up for yourself is very important, you know, kind of trying to stick to a, to a routine, you know, even if there's no really routine that's settled, even if you don't have a lot of work to do just yet, you know, try to have still a morning routine where you wake up and you do what you got to do, um, Make sure that you're working on feeling your best self also in your mindset. Make sure that you're truly believing that you are going to be successful and that you are on the right track and that you um, uh, are are just putting all your effort and the good things are coming your way. I think that's very important to truly believe in yourself um, and get up and show, show up for your work, sit down and do what you got to do. Be very organized, write down, you know, today, um, I want to send five emails. I want to do this. I want to do that and make sure you, you know, you cross it off every day. Cause if you're just leaving things, you're just sitting down like, all right, uh, what am I going to do today? Well, let's see. Um, uh, you kind of don't get anywhere, especially with so many distractions that we have nowadays. There's all the social media and Netflix and all these things that, you know, are just, especially, you know, if you have kids and a husband or distra- or you live with other people or, you know, you have constant distractions, you're going to make sure yeah. you are organized and showing up for yourself and just keep pushing because the only way to really uh, be successful is to show up and do the work and just yeah, and make, be positive. Make it happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, make it happen. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So if someone wants to get in touch with you, whether they're thinking about doing copywriting, they know they need help, and maybe this interview convince them to, okay, let me make this happen. How can they get in touch with you or how should they follow up with you? Um, well, uh, through my website, um, you can, they can schedule a call with me. My website is www.copy.co.com. Um, you can read all about me. You can see samples of my work and you can either send me a message through my website or schedule a call with me. Uh, the call is, you know, it's complimentary and it's just to kind of get to know each other, see if we're a good fit, hear about your business, what are your needs. And I'm always happy to provide some tips and some value on what you can do to improve. And, you know, you can also reach out to me through LinkedIn. My name is Ana Mejia, as you can see on the screen. <laughs> and yeah, and, and my email, uh, it's hello at copy.co.com. Perfect. And even if people aren't ready 
to maybe hire a copywriter, I definitely think they should be following and checking out your blog because it gives not only just great advice and great information, but for me personally, I love it when you're dropping those ideas and recommendations on how we can all be more sustainable. So, so um, I just wanted to mention that to everyone out there that it is a great blog to follow. So thank you so much you. Anna, for joining us today. I'm really glad we had a chance to chit chat and talk and talk a little bit about copywriting and helping people find their voice. And I look forward to chit chatting with you hopefully in the future. Yes. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for having me. This was great. Great. And thank you everyone who watched us live. We did have a hello pop in um, that I missed earlier. It's good to see you, beloved Dillard. I'm glad to see you again on a live session. And for anyone else that has any comments, any questions, please feel free to post them. Even if you're watching this as a replay, I will make sure I jump in there and respond to them. And we get your questions answered um, as well as anyone who's listening to this as part of our podcast. So as always, Thank you so much for joining us. I hope this session was enjoyable. We love the likes and the love in social media and in our podcast as well. And we look forward to seeing you on another interview soon. All right. Bye, everyone. Thank you.